out there, podcast line, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Hollywood. I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Hello. And I think Maestro's popping in somewhere. It's possible. In this hour. Yeah. He's going to take a secret entrance to mm-hmm. jump into the podcast. He's going to go from the, the from the conservatory to the to the, to the studio or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this week, we conclude our thankful series for 2018 with my pick, which is 1985's Clue. Yells. Uh so, for those of you unfamiliar, this is when you get a movie that you're thankful for. It could be good. It could be bad. It's what you perceive to be good in your eyes and what you are thankful that it exists. Yes. This movie was directed by a gentleman by Jonathan Lynn. I know that name. He directed two movies that are notable. Okay. The first is The Whole Nine Yards. Oh, the original? Yeah. Okay. The Whole Nine Yards with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, wait. Not the longest yard. Okay, yeah, I was thinking longest yard. No, so he did the whole nine yards. Oh, nice with Bruce Willis. Fantastic. And he did another movie, which I was also factoring in. This could also be my thankful movie. Maybe it could be my birthday movie. Okay, the two Utes. What was oh. that word? <laughs> Utes. Oh, I'm sorry, Your Honor. The two Utes. <laughs> he directed my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Marissa Tomei, man. Oh, God. The love of my life. She still... I know. Looks hot. Did you watch The Wrestler? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Clue stars Tim Curry, Eileen Brennan, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, Martin Mole, amongst others. Let me do a brief synopsis. We'll go from there. Six guests are invited to a strange house and must cooperate with the staff to solve a murder mystery. I ask this every week, Adam. Have you ever seen this movie before? Absolutely. As have I. I've seen this movie s- of times. several times. I grew up watching this movie. This movie was always on TV. Yeah. Uh, so the reason why I picked this as my thankful movie, this is just a great, this movie has a big cult following now. Yeah. I, I didn't know anyone in my friend's group. No one in my friend's group has seen Clue. I was the only one who saw it. And hmm. growing up as a kid, there were jokes as a kid I never got, and then as I got older, I'm like, oh, okay, I get, I get it now. There's, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good ones like that in this movie. Uh huh, a lot of good ones. I just I just it, whenever it's on, I stop what I'm doing, and I'm watching it. It still makes me laugh to this day. It's a great cast. Everyone has great chemistry together. Great comedic actors. Everybody has good timing, comedic timing. Everyone is a great character actor. Tim Curry is just the man. He nails he it. He nails good Wadsworth. God. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I love this movie. I've been watching this movie ever since I was a kid. Yeah. What's your background with Clue? Uh, well, I played the board game. The board game came first oh, yeah, for me. I played the board game a lot. Uh, that, that, was, that was a big part of our, our lives. Uh, and to, what English and French versions, because you slip it over, you, got, uh, you have to use the French side okay. of the notepad. Uh, and then the Clue, Clue I, don't, I don't remember how it came in, but it, we did have the VHS, which is how this whole thing happened, which you'll get to, I'm sure, in trivia. Yeah. Well, I'll just say it now. I couldn't find it in the trivia. I don't even know if this is true. I heard it on, oh, a, is that pod- right? I heard it on a podcast. Oh, no. So take it with a grain of salt. It's but, a legend. But it, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. This is the whole thing. The So this is what yeah. I've heard. The stories I've heard is fake news. It's fake news. Sit down. <laughs> an embarrassment. The story. You should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. The, uh, <laughs> the story I heard was that 
when VHS movies were released to own back in the 80s, they were so expensive. They were like 60 70 sometimes $80 for a brand new movie on VHS. Yeah. That Clue, when it came out, they reduced it to only 30 or $40. So even if you never saw the movie or didn't like the movie, you probably bought it because it's the cheapest option there and I got to watch something on this VCR, right. right? Yeah. So I watched Clue because it was always on TV and my grandma had a copy of Clue on VHS. I'm assuming she bought it or my grandpa bought it based on the fact that it was only $30. We got to get it. So that that's my background. So I don't know how true this is. You can write us an email yeah. if you've heard this story too. But I remember hearing it on a podcast and hearing it at another place. That's why Clue was owned by so many people because it was very cheap to own. And the, uh, it was in theaters that did the whole alternate ending thing, right? Uh, it, yes. it wasn't on VHS. Yes. So um, the theaters had – there's three different endings to the movie. It's the it's the it's the uh, Mrs. Peacock is the killer ending. It's the um, Scarlet. Scarlet is the killer ending, and right. then it's the real ending where everybody's uh, a killer. Everyone's a killer, but the and, butler's body. Yeah, yeah. So as a kid, I remember watching this and seeing these three different endings. I'm like, what's happening? Why yeah. why, why why is this happening? Okay. <laughs> and then as I got older, I looked into it, and it's. Each theater played a different ending, so you didn't know which one you were going into. Yeah, you, you sent me a video clip about this whole like uh, the why Clue was not as successful. It was, it was like a twenty minute clip. I yeah. only got halfway through it, uh, but it, that, that, that it was the stunt endings. They, I guess they had done that earlier when movies were coming out, and they mm-hmm. stopped doing it, and they tried it again, and it was like it didn't work out. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of things that were against Clue, but yes. somehow it still survived, and. Rose to the top. Well, I just think that I think the fact that it's based on a board game pissed people off. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck are you going to make a movie out of that? It's, it's it's good. Of the board games there are to make a movie, this one makes the most sense. Absolutely, a murder mystery. Yes, you can't make a Monopoly movie. I mean, you kind of can, but yeah, you can't make a Sorry movie. You can't no. make a, a Trouble movie. No. Uh, it's been proven that you cannot make a battleship movie, <laughs> which we did <laughs> which prove, is, which is in the archives. You want uh-huh. to check out spoilers archives. Uh-huh. So <laughs> board game into a movie. I don't know. I, it I, makes sense. It makes sense. This is the most logical one. If in fact, you had to this use. could be a miniseries even where it's just a bunch of different clue scenarios. Yeah. They're remaking clue with Ryan Reynolds. As as the, as a butler, no one knows who. I, they, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to follow the same storyline. But Ryan Reynolds is the lead. I don't know who he's playing. If there's going to be a Tim Carey alike, Ryan Reynolds, I'm not upset by it. Okay, now let me ask you something. Okay, as much as we love him, let me ask you this. Now, be honest with me. Okay, could Giamatti now be do the Wadsworth role? I think. Yeah, I think so. I think he could. Yeah, I think he could. He's got good comedic timing. Yes, absolutely. And he, he, he can be crazy and kooky. He, yes, but he can also be very serious mm-hmm. and terrifying. Yeah, I think he. I think he could pull. Yeah, it off. he could. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds would, would be more comedic. Yes, he, he wouldn't be able to bring the seriousness. I, I think. Has he done anything serious? Yeah, he's done a few serious roles where yeah. he played played. Oh, straight. that's right. Oh my God, there's one where somebody like uh, kidnapped his daughter or something. 
Yes. Holy hell, that was that was I forgot very that was troubling called. movie. Yeah. And it had the the blob. The blob was the uh, mm-hmm. the pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. They were both in that Wolverine movie. Yeah, they were. Yeah. All right, so this cat this cast is it, it's great. Amazing. It, it's Madeline Kahn it, who's in all the Mel Brooks movies. She's yeah. she's Mrs. White. Um Martin Mole, Colonel Mustard. He's he's funny. You've seen him in stuff. Yeah. You didn't realize it. But Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd, yeah. is Professor Plum. I forgot. <laughs> I, I forgot that he was part of it. Uh-huh. When everything clue, it's it's, it's only it's only Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I remember for sure. And the and the gay dude. Oh, it's Michael McKean. Yeah, he's Chuck on a Better Call Saul. He's been in like everything. That's Chuck. That's Chuck from Better Call Saul. Mr. Holy, Green. wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see it now. Yep, that's Chuck. I did not make that connection. Holy Christ. Yep. Great cast. Uh, the jokes, solid jokes. Great, great all jokes. Throughout. All throughout. You got solid jokes. Not a single joke that doesn't land. Let's run through just a few. Like, what are some of your favorite jokes in here? Uh, I like the, uh, let's see, the butler, he was talking about exposing himself. And then uh, Muster was like, there's, there's ladies present. But he was talking about exposing a secret. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a gay There's dude. a lot of... Uh, Double entendres. Du- yeah, double entendres oh in here. Like, like, the, uh, like when Miss Peacock asks Yvette, the maid, uh, excuse me, do you have the, uh, uh, like a little girl's room? She goes, wee wee. She, oh, no, I just want to powder yes. my nose. Like, like, <laughs> like little jokes like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the funniest part of the entire movie to me was during the reenaction where um, uh, Tim Curry slaps <laughs> Mrs. White. Like, well, I had to stop her screaming. <laughs> when he does yeah. Mr. Green's voice. <laughs> yes, it was perfect. <laughs> I didn't realize he was doing a voice, uh-huh. but once Tim Curry did it, like, yes, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that was a character you can impersonate, but apparently you can. Uh huh. <laughs> I love the, I love when he describes the the concept of the board game. Uh, Tim Curry when he goes, that's what we're trying to find out. We're trying to find out who did it and where and with what. Yeah, you don't have to shout. I'm not shouting. Yeah, all right, I, I am. am I am shouting. I'm shouting. I'm. And then the candlestick hits him on the head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the whole Jim Curry. God damn it! Everything he did, he, the, the 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 scene that was um. So is there anybody else in the house, or isn't there? Oh yes, yes there is, or is there no? No meaning yes. Yes, no meaning. Did you mean yes or did you mean no? <laughs> yes? There is, or yes there <laughs> yeah. isn't. Now give me a straight answer. Is there somebody here, or isn't there? Yes. No yes meaning to yes. What? <laughs> meaning no. That's almost the who's on first. Yes. It's 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 very yeah. close to that kind of bit. Oh, so good. And, and then Colonel Mustard gets all serious. That's what he says. Yeah. Do we believe him? Oh. I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. He's he's the second best part of the movie yeah, for me. Absolutely. Mr. Green? Yep. Absolutely. Or the <laughs> where they, they show the photos, um, the, the negatives of the photos. Yeah. And they go, that's impossible. Nobody could be in that position. And Professor Plum's like, let me show you. So he grabs <laughs> Mrs. White. She's like, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> Flames, flames on the side of my face. That was great. Yeah, <laughs> it just made me. I was. I oh ah ah. <laughs> I uh oh shit! I just thought I wanted to lost it. We'll Damn. figure it out. So when I was growing up, I had the biggest crush on Miss Scarlet. Oh yeah, she was woo. Up up until recently, I thought that was Sigourney Weaver. Mm, okay, because back in those in the, when she was younger, it was a similar look. I thought. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, what? Oh, uh, there was the one where uh, they're about, they're about to split up, 
And the maid's like, what? The upstairs is so dark. I don't want to go up there by myself. <laughs> will will anyone me? come up with me? Yeah. And everyone's I like, will, I, I will. will. And Mr. Green's like, like, no, thank you. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the real ending when uh, Mr. Green shoots uh, Wadsworth. Yeah. And he goes, I'm a plant. And Miss Scarlet goes, I thought men like you were called a fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the famous, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> the last line of the yeah. movie. <laughs> I am your sinking telegram. <laughs> <laughs> the door just closed. So many great jokes. So many great bits. The whole running around the house was just oh. <laughs> beautiful. That underscore. Yeah. It was, it was perfect. When I was a kid, I always thought the I always thought the black cop was Danny Glover. When okay. I was a, when I was a kid, okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always thought that was Danny Glover, and I'm like, oh, the lethal weapon guy. Okay. <laughs> Very progressive. This is 1954, pre civil rights era, and oh. you got and you got a black cop. No, this is 85. No, no, but I mean the storyline takes place in 1954. Oh, I see. Because it's post World War II America. Okay, that's the Civil right. Rights Act hasn't been signed. Right. Very, very progressive having a, a black cop in the Northeast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And why it was so such a crime to be gay? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he admits it, he goes, "I'll just come out and say it. I work for the government, and I'm a homosexual." And everybody just looks at him weird. He goes, "I have no shame." From he goes, "I feel no shame from you people." <laughs> Oh man! When the when the when they go to the kitchen and the cook falls out and he grabs her, he's like, "Somebody help me!" Yeah, <laughs> somebody help me! Yeah, <laughs> and I uh, was with Miss Scarlet. Uh, she was about to faint. Uh, fall into my arms, and right in between, falls down. Yep. Little jokes like that. Just yeah. Or <laughs> when Wadsworth, uh, they're in the darkened room with Mrs. White, and he goes, "Are you in there?" And he tr- presses the button, and it's a shower yeah. hitting him. What's on the door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the uh, when the cop, um, what's great is how they uh, disguise the house to make it look like a party. So the cook, um, the cook, uh, uh, Colonel Mustard, like uh, no, Mrs. Peacock or whoever has her eyes open like this. Yeah. So that way it looks like Colonel Mustard's like making out with her. Yeah. yeah. And the 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 driver who got hit over the head, they just put his hat on and he's drunk. Yeah. I like that. How they disguise yeah. the the house. This guy's like that. dead drunk. <laughs> no driving, are you? I guarantee you, officer, you will not be driving. <laughs> and and also, like as as the night progresses, they're they're just acceptance of death. Mm-hmm. They just like oh, there's a body. <laughs> like all right, there's another body. Just drop him in here. <laughs> Dropping him all over the place. Or what? Uh, <laughs> when they split up and they get back together and they open the door and they see the singing telegram girl sitting outside. Yeah. And Tim Curry goes, "Wow." This is getting serious. Yeah. They just closed the door. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, you have this list, Adam, of yeah. movies that you want to show Annie, your girlfriend. Like yes. these are like must lists. Right. Some notables on this list are Rush Hour. Yeah. Um, so you can pull it up. Yeah. Why don't you give us a few? So Clue was on this list for the longest time. It was. So, well, actually, because because of the Psych episode, I wanted to take her to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ah. This was probably almost a year ago at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, and I told her, you haven't seen this yet? No. All right. Well, have you seen Clue? No. All right. We're watching Clue first, mm-hmm. and then we're watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, so we watched Clue, and then the next day we watched Rocky Horror before we went to go see Rocky Horror. Uh, I took her to go see the, the live performance of it. The mm-hmm. uh, Well, not the live performance. Well, the half live. Yeah. You know what I'm the, the, the live experience. Right. 
where you shout at the screen and you throw yeah shit yeah right and the, and the virgins uh, get their cherries popped on stage mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna explain that just because <laughs> it's funnier that way yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i that, that was just like a how how it, I, I'm, I'm always surprised how that all these things just got under her radar or how it hasn't seen anything. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We have uh, some notables. Seven is, okay. is, is, is probably one of the bigger ones. Uh-huh. The Rock, she hasn't seen. Which we did on the podcast. The Rush, Rush Hour, mm-hmm. Casino, Heat, Aliens, all of the Aliens is mm-hmm. The Fugitive, uh, Bing John Malkovich, Color of Money, The Hustler, Arthur, the original, not the one with yeah. uh, Brands. Yeah. Russell Brand. The Dudley Moore. Yeah. Uh, Wag the Dog, Rain Man, for Christ's sake. Yep. And Ides of March. Yep, pretty solid list. Yeah, that's, um, I, and that's just because it comes up in conversation. Mm-hmm. If I sat and thought about it, this this can go on yeah. pages. So, what would so what would you say was her uh, reaction? For did she enjoy? Clue? She she did she did, which I was very happy about. Nice uh, Rocky Horror. She was very confused about. Okay, uh, and then when we saw it, she understood. Okay, <laughs> once we got to see it, then it became more appreciated. Uh, yeah, no, but Clue, Clue was 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 positive overall. Overall, so Sarah, I she never saw the movie. She's only seen the movie bits and pieces whenever it's on. Cause, okay, because we have cable at the house, and a lost art of watching TV is just coming home and just stumbling upon. Let's see movie. what's on. Oh, The Rock's on. I'll stop what I'm doing and watch okay. it. That that's the lost art of the. That's the problem with streaming. Like you lose that. That's true because you're in so much so much control. That hasn't happened to me in years. I know. <laughs> that's still that happens to me a lot. I'm like, oh, right. that's on. That's kind of nice. So the movies, I, I've said, I've said them before. The movies where I'll stop what I'm doing and watch them. It's Goodfellas, Clue, yeah. Terminator Two, Con Air, Armageddon. It's movies like this. Oh yeah, right. And she's only seen the bits and pieces of Clue that I've stopped and watched. She's never actually sat it and watched it from beginning to end. So we watched it, and she fell asleep in the middle of it. Not that she was bored, but because. Uh, because of the baby, right? Because of uh, her. Uh, Have you announced that yet in the podcast? No, I haven't. No. Oh, I'm going to be a dad. Yeah, to a That's boy. Breaking news. Breaking news. Beep 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 beep. Bum 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 bum. Yeah, I'm going to be a dad. Yeah, man. Congratulations on the air. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you should be ashamed. <laughs> interrupting a pod. Interrupting a podcast yeah. to announce your personal business. Yeah. You're banned from the podcast. I never want to see you again. Yeah. Adam, go ahead and talk. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of yours, but go ahead and talk. <laughs> oh my god! So she liked the movie. Yeah. She fell. Yeah. She fell asleep when the cops showed up and they locked him in the library. Okay, and it's great when the when the when the when the cop shows up. He's like, "Can I use your phone to call uh, back to the station?" And Tim Curry's like, "Yes, you can use the, the uh, no, no um, you can use the phone. To, uh, no, no. there's a body in there too. The library." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she fell asleep around that part. So okay. she, she's very tired because of the baby. So that was, that was at least halfway. But she ish. liked what she saw. Yeah, oh, good, good. So she liked what she saw. All right, she, I guess you can keep her. She, she, <laughs> she liked all the, the little jokes like the, oh, wee wee. No, that's powder my nose. Like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. She liked all the little jokes. I asked her, I said, have you ever played Clue? She goes, never. Wow. She never played the game Clue. All right. I haven't played it in years. I couldn't tell you how to play. I know you have to. I know, I know the general idea, but yeah. I forget how you eliminate. Like it's not the wrench. Well, I forgot how you that's, do that. That's where the strategy comes in because you, there's, there's 
two ways to play it. One is uh, you have to go into a room to make an accusation. And then you ask the people, and people oh, will say yeah. yes or no. I, I played this maybe three weeks ago with Alexis. She is loves it this the, game. Oh, yeah. So you say, is it Professor Plum? Yeah. You only can ask one of three. It's either the no, room. You, you do the whole scenario. Oh, okay. You have to be in the room that you're guessing. So if you're in the ballroom, it has to be the ballroom that you're guessing. Yes. Okay. So I, it was Mr. Plum in the ballroom with a candlestick. And it, it moves to your right. The person on the right has to confirm or deny it. And they can say yes or no. If they say, I have no objections, moves on to the next person. <laughs> no objections, next person. Uh, that's not it. Why? And then they show you, they show that only that person what the card is oh. to disprove it. So you know for sure what it is. Everyone else has to guess which okay. one is inaccurate. And then the, so it's, so it, it, you take notes on your notepad. Uh-huh. Like, I know this one's for sure. This one's maybe a possibility. This one's maybe a possibility. And it's, it, it's a lot, there's a lot more strategy involved than when I played it as a kid. Playing okay. it now with my daughter, like within within the, within the month, mm-hmm. it's 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 quite a, it's quite a bit of fun. I'm sure if I play, it'll come back to me. Oh yeah, it's, I, it's, it's not hard. It's one of the games I grew up playing a lot with my with my family. Yeah, we played a lot of Sorry. A lot I of, actually we actually played the exact same board game I played as a child. It's still around. The same one that oh the, I, the rip, okay the I got same, you. the same one that I was playing is the one that I was playing with Alexis. Nice. Yeah. We're, okay. We're, we're almost out of note cards. <laughs> I downloaded an app so I can do it on my phone. Oh, okay. I, I, I was going to say, I think they can send you paper more. Yeah. That's got to be available. Though, oh, yeah. The paper ones. Well, it's, it's digital now. You don't need paper. Yeah. By the way, speaking of board games. Yeah. I just read this. Uh, Parker Brothers. Or is it Milton Bradley? It's one of the two. Whoever makes Monopoly. Okay. They're releasing Monopoly. I think it's Milton Bradley. I'll double check. They're releasing Monopoly, the Millennial Edition. Monopoly for Millennials. That was the first search result that came out. Okay, yeah. Oh no. So it's Monopoly for Millennials and it's and it's all the bashing of Millennials where it's like So you know how the chance card was like Hasbro. Oh, Hasbro. I think Hasbro owns everything now. Ha- there? I think Hasbro Do they have a monopoly on board games now? Because <laughs> <laughs> Hasbro owns a Wizards of the Coast, which runs Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. So Magic the Gathering is owned by Hasbro, and they run... I think Mattel is under Hasbro. I think Hasbro owns everything that's a game or a toy. I think. I think. Anyway, it's the shit-talking old guy, get-off-my-lawn version of the millennial. So you remember in Monopoly, you'd get a chance card, and you'd flip it over, and it's like, you got a flat tire, lose $100. Yeah. This one's like, it's going to be like... Oh, you couldn't pay for your avocado toast. Lose twenty dollars. Oh. Like it's gonna be shit like that. Like you stupid. woke up and realized you were out of beard oil. <laughs> yes, it's gonna be <laughs> lose li- five reputation <laughs> or lose five friends. Yes, or followers. <laughs> lose five followers. <laughs> couldn't find a job because I'm an art major. Go back three spaces. It's gonna be all shit like that. Oh my god. Well, when I was in Target, I went to the board game section. They're 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 remaking. Board games from our youth, they're making it more modern. Okay. Let me give you an example. So the game of life, you know how to play the game of life, right? Yeah. You you go you can either go to college, so you got to go around that one section longer, right. or you can just go into a career and you're already out on the board of yeah. life, right? Right. The game of life now, the, this new version is like uh-huh. uh, is like uh, well, you can go to college, but you'll accrue a hundred thousand in student loan debt, and you have to pay it off before you get to the end where you retire. Like like oh, it, they're making it like modern, like that, right? They made another one, which is uh, 
I think there was some type of like dating game where like teenage girls would play where it's like a uh, mash. Oh, you got the ner- no, 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 <laughs> that good pull. <laughs> but it was an actual board game where it's like, oh, you got the nerd. Eh. Oh, it's like that, Jesus. but it's the Tinder version. Oh, yeah. It's the next time I'm in Target, I'm going to take a picture of these games. Okay. And I'm going to let Christ you see almighty. them. Yeah. So you could see them. But I, th- I thought you were talking about like, like monopolies. There's been different versions. I, I have, I have owned an NBA Opoly. <laughs> Uh, and I also own a Whittieropoly. Oh, Whittier. I've seen the that. City of Whittier, I, well, that's where I grew up. My yeah, teenage I, I have, years. I have that board game. Yeah. I was I was involved in the making of the board game because uh, I was working in Whittier when it was coming out mm. with the Chamber of Commerce. Okay, uh, so I, I got. So one. you're responsible for that game? Wow, partially. I didn't know that, Adam. Check bit. you out. All right. Okay. <laughs> it always fascinates me the. Um, like whatever property they make, like let's say they make a Doctor Who monopoly, which I'm sure exists. Yeah, yeah. It always fascinates me. Like, what do they put as the boardwalk and park place? Yeah, is the TARDIS the boardwalk? I'm guessing. Would that uh, be it? Mm, see, or would that be the railroad? I don't thing? know if you can buy a TARDIS. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a weird thing. Uh, that, uh, they might be races of aliens. That makes more sense. The value of which, so the highest TARDIS power. Would, TARDIS would be the, uh, like the, like the free railroad. parking, maybe. Oh, okay. What would that be? I gotta look. Uh, I'm very curious now. Yeah. I'm not a Doctor Who yeah, yeah. watcher. I'm just guessing that that's the most well known thing. So I figured the that TARDIS. would be Boardwalk. Yeah. Maybe I would be. Uh, the railroads would be like maybe uh, Sonic Screwdriver, the TARDIS. Oh, actually, objects that he uses. Yeah. Or she now. Right, the uh, the sunglasses, which okay, uh, that that makes sense. The psychic paper. Okay, we got four. Right? Okay, all right, we got <laughs> yeah, there's four okay, railroads. Uh, I the, the one thing I hate about Monopoly, I the house rule of the you land on free parking, you get money. I don't like that. That makes the game long. Okay, the money that you go. Like you blew out a tire, you lose a hundred dollars. That just goes back into the bank. It doesn't go in the center. The whole point okay. of the game is to, for your opponents to be bankrupt. So why would you allow them to get a chance to reload their their bankroll? Well, people got to play the lottery. This uh, <laughs> that's part of this part of the world. Uh huh. Maybe somebody made it big, and now they're going to buy everything up. Have you ever played Monopoly where you have to auction? No property. That's the official it's the proper way. Yes. I know it's the proper way. <laughs> But I've, I've, I've never, never met one way. person who has ever auctioned off property. Do you, you know the the way to actually win Monopoly? The the best way to win is to never buy a hotel, mm-hmm. but max out on houses. Yes, because those are twelve houses that are not available to your opponents. Yeah, because if all the houses are gone, you can't bring in a marker. Yes, you can't bring in a dice mm-hmm. to say this is how many houses I have. Houses are off the market. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can grow. Mm-hmm. So you stump their growth. It's 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 very it's very bankery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a classic banker move. Yeah. So yeah, those are, that, was, that was a board game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so back to Clue. Yeah. Man, so, so you know you, you know how people get all shitty and snotty about movies now, like oh they're making a fucking whatever movie. Uh-huh. What do you think this was in 1984 when they said, hey, we're making a movie on that game Clue? Do you think people are like, what the fuck? Do people care? I, I don't think they did. But also, I, mean, I guess the movies that were out were much more limited than they are now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm just got this new movie out. I, I would think. I don't know. This, I mean, this was 85. This was a year after I was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember the movie climate 
uh, <laughs> back at that time. I, I remember if we ever went to the movies, there was always something to watch. Mm-hmm. There was there was never something like, oh, these all sound horrible. This is like, oh, okay, that one. Oh, uh, that one. It doesn't matter. Any one of these is fine. It was just being at the movie theater was was the experience. Uh, now we're also spoiled, and there's there's so many things to watch. Mm-hmm. That it's like I don't want to waste my time watching that if I don't have to. Yeah, which is why I did not get the movie pass. Because otherwise, it's I would watch a it. bunch of movies. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. After I all? canceled it. You did. I prepaid it for for a year, and I canceled it. You know what's going on with Movie Pass now? How do you, wait, do you get a refund? They're not refunding my money because they're bankrupt. They're practically bankrupt. Oh, uh, they went. They went. But to technically, bed. I saw enough movies that covered way past the the value okay. of the movie pass. So I got it for ninety. I saw like twenty movies. So it's a Ponzi scheme. Where they, so, all this money doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Turns out, hey, we're investing money that doesn't exist. So <laughs> now, if you have a movie pass, there's only one movie you can see, and it's either at nine a.m. or eleven p.m. Wow. Yeah. So it it was a big it didn't last. It was good while it lasted. All right. Well you took advantage of it while you had it. When I saw the Bohemian Rhapsody movie this past weekend, there were three movie trailers that I saw and I'm like, man, I wish I had movie pass because I don't want to pay to see that, but that'd be a great movie pass movie. <laughs> okay. Huh. I guess we're back to the days of uh paying for one movie ticket and staying the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But that's impossible now because you have to reserve your seats. Oh, that's true. Yeah, most theaters, you have to. I think every theater now, you have to reserve seats. I went to seats. the first movie theater that had a, a, those recliner chairs mm-hmm. uh, to see. Oh, there's a movie about a chip in your in your neck, where it it like alters like, hey, take over my body so you can help me fight. Ultra, oh, damn it! I saw it was it was great. It was it was a great movie. Okay, it was the first movie that I saw. Uh, and it was an experience. I'm like, wow. wow, this is pretty cool. The whole theater changed. I hadn't been to the movies in so long. <laughs> That's the movie I saw was that it was it was actually in Whittier. It was one of those like uh, five dollar or two dollar movie theaters yeah. to see Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I'm talking about Episode Seven when when it came out. That's the last time I went to the movie theater. Um, that Whittier theater now has assigned seats. Was that right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So I think they set that up so that way you can't sneak in. It is smart. Yes. It, it's smart. the same way that the uh, programs that I use are now on subscription basis, so mm-hmm. you can't pirate them. Mm-hmm. It's smart. I don't like it as a as a guy <laughs> that likes to find loopholes, but mm-hmm. it's smart. When I was a kid, back to Clue, when I was a kid, I always thought the actor, well, I got older and I got smart and I realized this. Okay. When I was a kid, I always thought that the actor who played Mr. Body was Alec Baldwin. And I thought that they put stuff on him to make him not look like Alec Baldwin. Okay. But then I found out who this guy is. He's this, been in things, right? No. He's the lead singer of a punk rock band. Oh, oh, what? He's not even an actor. He's the lead singer of a punk rock band. How did he get in here then? He's like he knew the producer and that was his friend and he, he got him the role. <clears throat> but you would think someone who is the but you would think someone who's the a major part of the clue movie would yeah. be an actor. No, it's it's a uh it's 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 a punk rock guy. Interesting. Because he looks like he looks like an actor. He looks yeah, like somebody. he looks like you'd seen him in other movies. Yes. That's what I was wondering. Like what have I seen him in before? He's only been in one other movie. I forgot what it was, but yeah. So this was it. This is this was his time to shine. Uh, Mr. Body, and he's not even Mr. Body. If you go oh, back, depending on which depending which on which version. ending you've seen. Which one do you prefer? 
of the endings. Yeah. I like the main ending, how it wraps up, how everyone is a murderer. Yeah. But of if I had to pick between the Mrs. Peacock and the Miss Scarlet, it has to be the Miss Scarlet one because this is the one joke we forgot to do. Oh, that? No. One plus two plus two plus one. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> no, it's not. It's two plus two plus one plus one. And then he, and then when he gets the gun, it fires. Yeah. And then Tim Curry, he looks off screen and he goes, one plus two plus two. (laughs) I love that joke. Yeah. And, uh, George Carlin makes a appearance at the end there. He's he's the guy that's saying, that's not George Carlin. It's not. He looks like him. Bullshit. No, that's not George Carlin. The, the, he sounds like him. The Jehovah's Witness guy. No. It's not. No. Ah. He looks like him though. I see where you're going with that. Damn it. But no, that's not him. Upgrade, I think, is a movie I was uh, thinking about. Upgrade. I wanted to watch that. Oh, the guy who looks like Tom Hardy. It is delightful. Let me tell you. I know. I've heard from everyone. There's three people I know who said, dude, this is the kind of movie you would love. Yeah. Oh, you dig it, man. You dig it the most. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a Royale with cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I know, baby. You dig it the most. What do they call a WAPA? I don't know. I didn't go to Burger King. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, one plus two plus two. God damn it, Tim plus Curry. One. He's brilliant. He's great. He's, so Tim Curry comes from a, a theater background. And this movie is pretty much a play. It's one setting. You can make an argument that the rooms they go into is just you're moving. Stage left, stage right, right, center stage. Yeah, I'm becoming more and more appreciative of the th- of the theater actors. Okay, when we were in New York, Sarah went to go see Dear Evan Hansen, which is like the biggest musical right now. It won like every Tony Award. Yes, it's a poster. It's this blue poster with words. With the kid in the yeah, yeah, in the cast. Yeah, so that came to L.A. Not the same cast as the Broadway one, right? But uh, we went to see it, and I walked in 100 percent blind. Now I think I've said this before in the past. I hate musicals where the dialogue is sung. Okay. Because I don't, I don't, I, I'm not good with lyrics and songs. Yeah. Ask my wife. She'll tell you I will butcher any song, like <laughs> lyrics wise. Yeah. So we saw Hamilton. I which, hear nothing but good things. You hear nothing but good things, but now there's a ton of backlash. Now there's there? anti Hamilton people. What? Are they hipsters? It's, it's because it's so popular. It's now, you know, when something gets so popular and now, you got to be negative towards it. That's what it is. Okay. So there's hipsters. Well, here's this the reverse of hipsters. It's unpopular. Now it's popular. Here, here's the thing. Ugh. I'm in the camp of um, the negative part. Here's why. Okay. <laughs> there was so much hype going in that this is the, this is the greatest musical in the world. Okay. And when I went in and I saw it, I was like, I was fine. I see. So I went in with so much hype. Okay. Makes sense. And I'm just like, it was fine. Dear Evan Hansen, I knew it won all these awards, but I didn't hear from anyone, this is the best musical I've ever seen. Okay. I enjoyed it because the dialogue wasn't sung. They were actually acting. They were actually like, no, mom, I'm not all right in the head. Like, it's that. And then it jumps into a song. Okay. So those two I've seen, plus, uh, okay, you're going to laugh at this. Uh-oh. There's a small theater in Fullerton. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but they do... <laughs> They did the uh, Little Shop of Horrors, the musical, okay. the Toxic Avengers musical. They make these oh, musicals of like no. <laughs> cult, of cult movies. 
Okay. And it's it's like the Dear Evan Hansen where the dialogue is not sung. It's actually they're acting and then they jump in the song. It's very like cheesy. It's almost like a trauma version of making a play. Very un, very low budget, but it, it's it's entertaining. Okay. It's it's fun. The more and more I see this stuff, the more and more appreciative I am of the of the craft of being a theater actor because you only get one take. Yeah. Movies uh roll it again. Roll it again. Uh okay, uh Take two, go. Well, well, to be fair, you have like five hundred takes. That's true. But for the person in that stage, in that room at that time, in uh-huh. the audience, that was your one take. Exactly. And and Tim Curry comes where I'm coming from. He comes from the world of theater. Yeah. And Rocky Horror was a, a play first before it became a movie. I don't know was if you know right? that. I, it was. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a play first. Then they made it into a movie. Huh. And so he has the background for being in a play. That that makes a lot more sense as far as the movie goes. His role. As Wadsworth, the the butler, yeah, he fucking crushes it, dude. He yeah is like he's the one guy who can pull this off because he has to. He talks the most. He's our narrator. He's the guy running around. He's has the comedic timing. He's the serious yeah. guy. He he's doing everything. It's it's, it's a beautiful performance. It's, it's a great role. It's a great performance. Yeah, possible best actor in the spoilies down the road it is possible we don't know what's down the road yet uh, i'm gonna say right now it's already locked in <laughs> it's already locked in for yeah you? They, there's not a lot of performances that are, that are like this yes even though this is kind of like a weird movie for the, for this to even be in, in the category uh-huh. as far as hitting every aspect of what this character is mm-hmm. he does it he, he does it, he does it well he's he's articulate mm-hmm. the, the, the all the jokes land and all the ramblings seem like you follow it. You follow it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not like, what, wait, what was that? Mm -hmm. What? I I missed it. Yeah. It's everything, everything, everything lands. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's an, it's, it's it's a delight. I saw a video where Tim Curry was at some Q and a for some convention, something. And, uh, he looks really bad now. Oh my God. I think the right side of his body is paralyzed. Yeah. Get the Bell's palsy. Mm hmm. So, um, some some nerd in the crowd was like, "Mr. Curry, of all the roles you did, what would you say was your favorite one?" And I was like, ready to hear Rocky Horror because that's what he's known yeah. for. Yeah. So he's thinking, and he goes, "I think it would have to be Clue." And the whole just cheers. Yeah. yeah. So the moderator was asking him. He goes, "So when you made Clue, like what? What? Tell us a, a little about the movie." And he goes, "Well, I do remember." I had a phone book for a script for just my role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he, he has to do the most talking, the most acting, the most running around, doing everything. It's One thing that I, I did notice, this movie has like a lot of exposition, mm-hmm. but it's done in a way that is, it's fine. It, it makes sense. It's, it's, it's storytelling. It's not exposition. It's yes. not like... Uh, by the way, guys, uh, just to fill you in, this is what's going on. Yeah, it was told in a way because, and that's what's brilliant about it. Everybody's new; nobody knows each other, mm-hmm. so you have to explain it. Yes, it's explained exposition in a way that it makes sense be. for the world and the scenario that they're in. Right. The, for me, the the example when I think of horrible exposition is in the Dark Knight Rises, the one with Bane. There's a scene where oh. where cat where Catwoman is uh she robs the 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 guy uh who who ba- he breaks his nose. Yeah. Um and they're oh, talking I just think that was a real thing. No, the 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 the, the slate when they're talking about yeah. the clean slate. Yeah, the, the chip that cleans the slate. Yeah, so yeah. she so Catwoman's standing over him and she goes, 
where's the slate? And he goes, oh, you mean the thing that can erase everything? Oh, and I it, see. Like that. Like the way <laughs> when it's delivered like that, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Nah. She knows what it is. She's coming <laughs> after it. <laughs> I know. I get it. I, I understand. Yeah. That, to me, that's an example of like horrible exposition. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you mean the thing that you already know, but I have to explain it again? Yeah. It's the same as the whole the whole villain explaining the whole thing. I'm gonna kill you very slowly and walk away. But here's my entire plan. Uh-huh. It's like, all right, you want some aspirin? <laughs> yeah, it's your lucky day. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So the what I found out from the uh, trivia, some now for you youngins. Oh wait, yes. Before we move on with this, uh-huh. I want to do a little tangent. Uh, Tim Curry, mm-hmm. uh, he was in an episode of Psych. Uh, okay. He played the role of basically Simon from America's Got Talent, where he was kind of like the, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. You're awful. Go to hell. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Uh, but there was also a Clue episode they did, which was a, a homage to Oh, Clue. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. So basically, later on in Psych, they started, I think, um, not running out of ideas, but they started just riffing and like, this show is Paying silly. homage to movies. Yeah. So they, they did homages to a bunch of things. They did Sliding Doors, they did, uh, the movie. Yeah, you've seen that one? Uh-huh. You know what With about? Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did one to that. They did, they did a Clue. They did Lethal Weapon. Uh, they, they, did a bun- they did a bunch of things. But what was great about it is that they re- paid respect to the original and made little like jokes that were callbacks to that movie. In the Clue episode... There was two a- two actors that were from this movie, which you didn't realize I did not until know. we recorded. This. I know. <laughs> Doc Brown is in it, Professor Plum, and also Miss Scarlet is uh-huh. in is in this one, and they play very similar, if not the exact same roles, exaggerated <laughs> in this show. And at one point, where Sean Spencer is the lead detective, when he's solving the crime, he has him running around the house. <laughs> It's brilliant. Instead of slapping, you son of a bitch is what they say. Oh. So they don't slap, but they say you son of a bitch and they keep repeating it as it's kind of like as they're reliving what would have happened. I don't know. I don't think they could legally do this, but wouldn't that be great if as they're running the... I think there was something like that. Okay. I don't remember exactly. A similar yeah. tone. Okay. But at the same time, they had Doc Brown. Yeah. What's his, what's his real name? Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, in that episode, as he's playing a different character that he used to play, he says out loud, Great Scott, which, <laughs> which is great because that's a different character. Mm-hmm. Psych likes to do that, make references to previous things. Like uh, They understand that these are all actors from other worlds, yes. and they acknowledge it, which is fun. It's fun for me. Anyway, you were saying. Um, what I was going to say was, going back to the multiple endings. Yeah. Um, back in the day, kids, you youngins who listen to the podcast, if you wanted to know what movie's playing in the theater, you had to go to the newspaper. Yes. And in the newspaper, they showed you what movie was playing and they had like a little mini poster of the movie, an image, a still right. image of the, of the movie poster. And it's before ha- movie phone even. Yes. So you see the showtime. <laughs> so it's like Burbank AMC 30, Clue, 1015, 115, blah, blah, blah. So... They told you which ending you were getting. So it was oh, what? ending A, ending B, ending oh, C. But that seems smart. this is not the internet. So so when someone watches Clue and they see ending B, they can't just... Ending B is the worst ending ever. Yeah. So you don't know what you're walking in to see. Okay. And then some theaters had all three endings like the what we watched, the, where they combined them all. Oh. So, the, so what I want to know is, if you just saw ending A... 
that means there's like 15 minutes of the movie that's left out. So you were only in theater for like an hour 15? Oh, that's true. Was there like additional footage that they maybe threw in as the deleted scene? I don't know. Because you're only in there for a short amount of time if yeah. you're just getting ending A or B. Yeah, the, the alternate two endings maybe together take up maybe 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, movies were shorter back then. That's true. Like they announced that the the new the the last Avengers movie the the part two of the Infinity whatever three to three and a half hours oh my god that used to be reserved for like Schindler's List like important movies Titanic and now it's double VHS superheroes three and a half hours in the theater I I don't mind that as much as you do because <laughs> uh, I don't know I. The, Movies to me are not a. It's not something that it's 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 like a chore. It's it's an escape. Yeah, and I too. like I like I like the storylines. I like to. Mm-hmm. This is why I like uh, TV shows. I think more than movies because mm-hmm. I can live in this for a while. Yeah, I've been I've been living in the West Wing for like a month and a half, <laughs> and I I, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I was with Psych for for a couple months as well. Hannibal. Yes, that's a good place to live. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a weird place to live. I wouldn't want to live there. But, no, no, but for that time period, yeah. that is that is life, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that. So a long movie to me is is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same way a long series like The Wire that was that was a good two months out of my life, maybe three months yeah. out of my life. Sixty episodes, sixty yeah. hours. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I burn through those quick. I don't make. <laughs> I don't. I don't get a lot done in those times. Yeah. <laughs> Well, story-wise, I always say this about the movies I like. There's not a lot of fat in this storyline. No. Everyone gets to the house. As soon as everyone's in the house, all right, here's what's happening. Yeah. You're being blackmailed by that guy. They get right to it. They get right to it. There's yeah. no fucking around here. It's 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 nice because it moves. It moves. It moves. There's no no fat. It moves. It moves. It moves. It moves. By the way, this is a pre-90s movie. It is. 1985, and you have no complaints. Fully on board. <laughs> because the pace kept up. Uh-huh. My main complaint with the older movies is the pace yeah. is dreadful. Yeah. We're just waiting like, all right, what's the next plot point coming? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen here? You're going you're to talk for five minutes before we get to know what this conversation is about? This was just a mm-hmm. constant barrage of like, woo. You can't, you can't really miss out on part of this. You have to watch the entire movie yes. front to back. Mm-hmm. If you if you skip a scene, you're like, wait, what? What happened? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's how we should be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Zero fat on this. So, the way movies are made now, what could this Clue remake with Ryan Reynolds be? What the hell is, could this storyline be? I'm I'm going to assume he's a the butler. They're uh-huh. going to keep they're going to keep the format where he's the butler because he's a fast talker. Mm-hmm. Same way Tim Curry is. Uh, it can't be a blackmail type of thing because it, it got done. Well, let me ask you this. So this cast, yeah, it's full of like great comedic actors and great like uh, like character actors. Okay, I wonder who would fill out like the rest of the people in this in the, in this remake. Like, I could picture him getting someone like Melissa McCarthy to be one of the the, the female leads. Okay, I could see like. <laughs> Dude, I could see Giovanni being in as like a Professor Plum. Like I could see, I, like uh, yeah. you can put anybody in there. Oh, anyone who's like a good character actor could be in this new Clue movie. We can get the um, Gosling to be the uh, the gay dude. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling <laughs> could be the gay dude. Mister Green. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Hmm. Yeah, Jamai's a professor for sure. I could. Oh no! I, I here's why I could see being Miss Scarlet. Here's okay. why I could see. Okay. They won't cast him because they're exes. But I could see Scarlett Johansson as a Miss Scarlet. Oh. Okay. But, but they they're they're exes. I don't know how. Uh, Was that right? Yeah. They, oh, they, they, they used to date. Okay. Ryan Reynolds and Scarlett Johansson. Then we'll get a. Oh. Ah, we can't. We can't. What's your name? Fox. Megan Fox? Fox? No. Too young. Well, you have to be more diverse now. So yeah. you have to be like a black comedian as one of the guys. Okay. Or an Donald Asian Glover would be the cop. If we've got to keep the roles. Oh, Man in Black is... Uh, Oh, Ed, Wo- Ed, Ed He's, he's the colonel. He's the colonel. Colonel Mustard? Yes. We got ourselves a movie. Can you, can you imagine him staring down Ryan Reynolds? Yes, there is, or yes, there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody could take that, uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds could. Because uh-huh. the, the seriousness of his whole thing would uh-huh. just be like, what? <laughs> it's been on Wilder, man. Oh, another joke <laughs> with uh, Colonel Mustard. When uh, Yvette shot the, the 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 door to let them out, yeah, and um, he she also shoots the chandelier and the rope is like breaking, and yeah. he goes, "You shot me! You almost killed me! I was almost killed! I can't handle any more scares!" And he walks yeah. away, and the thing drops. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> "Oh man." There's, just, there's, so, there's many so many scenes. good jokes. So many yeah. jokes that just move and move and move. You have to watch this. If you haven't watched this, then you have to. You see need this to watch this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a must for everybody in the world. Before we wrap up, Adam, yeah. did you have any spoiler goggles problems with anything? Did it make sense for the most part? It it did. I, I, think I couldn't find any like plot holes or like spoilery. The only thing I was thinking was, and I, I didn't take the time to do it, but. Mm. Take, uh, doing the scenes, somebody wasn't with us in that room. Going back into the into the previous scenes oh, to find yeah. out if they were in that scene. Oh yeah, that, I, I always meant I always mean to do that. Like, right? like yeah, I, like Colonel Mustard isn't with them, and he's the one who opens the safe to get the the weapons out. But the previous scene, I never stop and think like, wait a minute, where is he? Yeah, I, I never stop and think of that. That's that's close as I get to it. Like. I want to rewind it, but I also I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to fact check this, but it's fine. Yeah, chill news. <laughs> if he wasn't president, I could picture him being like Mister Body. Oh no! Now listen. Yeah, I brought you all here. I came here to blackmail you. Yeah, you're gonna do what I did. You're gonna do what I say. I have this impressive envelope with all your pictures in it. It is the best envelope you won't love to see inside. Believe me. <laughs> He's fun to do. It's fun to do, but it's also super depressing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of them. But now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. Do you want to hear good reviews or bad reviews? Let's get the bad out of the way. Are there any bad reviews? Okay. So there's none, right? There's actually no good reviews. What? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Wait, wait, Adam. That's right. There's no good reviews from like top critics. Okay. There are good reviews from like bloggers and stuff. I forgot this failed miserably when it first came out. So I only have bad reviews from the top critics. So okay. I'll read them to you. Paul Aten- 
Paul Atanasio of the Washington Post says, you leave the theater with one conviction. Stick with the game. All right. His uh, press credentials have been revoked. (laughs) Kevin Thomas of the LA Times says, it's not the least bit scary or suspenseful, but instead quickly grows tedious. The more you struggle to keep track of the constantly multiplying plot developments, the harder it is to care who did it. Nope. An idiot. Finally, Janet Maslin of the New York Times says, Though it takes only 87 minutes to arrive at one of its three different conclusions, it has long since worn out its welcome by the halfway point. Nope. These were written back in the day, right? Yes. These okay. were, yeah. So like I said, now people are appreciating it more. How amazing would it be to two cult classic films? That's it. He's got to be living fat off the hog. Or actually, would he have been screwed? He might have. Uh, that's why he was in Psych. How, how much? You're talking about Tim Curry, right? Yeah. I don't know, dude. He he must have some money. You would have to. Well, I... I but, but these were not big at the time. His biggest movies were flops. His probably his most well-known movie to the average person, like... If you ask the average person, Tim Tim Curry, Home it's probably two? Pennywise. Oh, Pennywise from it. Oh, right. I but that was that a one. TV movie. Yeah, you don't get paid like residuals like how you would with a movie. I I don't know. See, I never, I never saw the it. Oh shit, he's in Home Alone. Home Alone too. No, Trump. Oh, Trump too. It's over. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you know where the where the ballroom is? That's it's right. over there. It's also in the archives. Check out these mm-hmm. Warriors archives. Uh, here, Home Alone too. By the way, Curry. Also crushes his Home Alone 2 role. Oh, my God. As the concierge. Absolutely. I really love you. <laughs> You're smooching everybody. Adam, Zam, Zam, Cliff. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> Your stolen credit card. <laughs> Damn, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's good in everything, dude. Yeah. Like he, he's solid all around. All right, now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is the part of the show where I make Adam guess the score of the movie based on his Rotten Tomato score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Uh, I'm going to start with the audience. Okay. This, this is, this is going to be a weird one because it flopped so bad when it first came out. But now but does, everyone but, likes it. So does, does that – how much does that affect it? Could it bring it up to where I think it belongs in the 90s? I'm going to say 91. 86. Okay. So it is certified oh, fresh. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Now the critics, the tomato meter. Yeah, this one's going to be trickier. It ha- I, I, I hope I hope, oh, hope it's still fresh. But it can't be that fresh because I feel like critics don't go back to review movies as much. Mm. So this is going to be all based on the olden days. But then there's a bunch of non-top critics who did make it good. Yeah, and, and those count for the tomato meter? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I'm going to say 55. 59%. It's right. barely rotten. Damn it. Those bastards. We need more reviewers. At least like five more. Just yeah, that could fresh. bump it up. Yeah, come on, guys. I think if how I do you, how do you get certified? Can I get certified? Can we get certified? We're, we're well, we're not a written. It's it's a written publication. Damn it! I think my 
old horror blog from like oh, you, five years ago. You got credentials, I think, my brother? I think I could have back in the day. All right. But I don't know how you become like how that counts. We should start doing that. Movies you watch in general, just start writing reviews about it. They're not, they're not on the podcast. Just so that we can be part of this <laughs> tomato meter crew. I watch a lot of movies that I think like this would have been great. Mm-hmm. But then we're not going to do it. And I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> it happened. Yeah, exactly. It happened. It was a movie. It happened. Moving on. Oh, man. This might be the hardest one we've ever done. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. He's been a lot of the movies we're doing. And since we love him, we oh. decided to ask what role Giamatti had in this movie. So the role of the Giamatti game, for those of you yeah. new or unfamiliar, you're taking someone out and putting Giamatti in to replace him. So you can't take Curry out. No. No. No way. I don't, you can't take Christopher Lloyd out. No. You can't take Martin Mole out. Who's no. Could he be Mr. Body? Like shoot him up style Giamatti as Mr. Body? Out of, out of all, but of this them, guy is good too, as like a sleazy fucking yeah. guy. Out of all of them, I think the one that I would miss the least would be Colonel Mustard. Nah, I love Martin Mole. He, he's he's great. It's just yeah. out of, out of all of them. Mm-hmm. If we could do a cross gender thing, the the uh, the old lady was oh, that Mrs. Peacock. Peacock maybe, maybe he could be the Jehovah's Witness guy, uh, or maybe the George Carlin, the motorist, <laughs> the motorist. Who comes in? It's too small a role, but I mean, I, God damn it! That guy, the motorist, I owe to this day his voice. I didn't mean to disturb the whole household, <laughs> but my car wrecked. <laughs> to this day, I hear that guy's voice, and it sounds exactly like that. It was Sorna Weaver in um, Rocky Horror, right? No, it was Susan Sarandon. So that's that's who I thought it was, not Sorna Weaver. Oh, okay. I thought Scarlet was Susan Sarandon. That makes more sense. Yeah, okay. I thought I thought it was the same. Car broke down. Hey, look at that. They even mix in together. <laughs> no. Okay. One thing in trivia, I forgot to write it down. Um, so the in the game, Mrs. White is the is the maid and she's wearing white. Uh, okay. Um uh Miss Scarlet is wearing a red dress. Scarlet red. Professor Plum yeah. is wearing a purple. So they're not wearing their colors. Okay. So like Mrs. White is wearing a black dress. Oh, is that right? The cars they're driving is their color in the game. Huh. So Miss Scarlet is in a red car. Interesting. Professor Plum is in a purple car. The Colonel Mustard shows up in a like yellowish car. So oh, that's yeah. the that, that's the joke. The whatever their character is, that's their color as they roll in. Okay. So uh Mrs. Peacock was in a white car because that was her color in the game. Okay. No, nice. no, no. That's Mrs. White. What was Peacock? Peacock was blue. She came in in a blue car. Okay. Yeah. I'll consider that part of trivia. That's fine. We're part of there. Yeah. This is part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. Um, I already mentioned that the theaters would tell you which ending you got. Uh, so Colleen Camp played Yvette, the maid. Oh, yeah. So Colleen Camp... If I show you what she looks like, you'll be like, that's her. She's a comedic actress. She's been in a lot of stuff. She was in Wayne's World. She, she's in a bunch of different things. Oh. Here are the three actresses who were considered for the role of Yvette. Okay. It was Jennifer Jason Lee. Do you know who that is? I recognize the name. Nope. Did you see The Hateful Eight? Yeah. She's that chick. Oh. You're going to die. That okay. chick. Okay. Jennifer Jason Lee, Madonna, and Demi Moore. We're all considered for Yvette. They made the wise choice. Mm-hmm. 
because she's funny. Like, I, like, yeah. I don't think Madonna and Demi Moore could be no. comedic like that. Plus, Madonna couldn't fill out the dress. Yeah, Demi Moore could. Yeah, she could. Oh yeah, she could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, finally. Money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for Clue, 15. Oh, hold on one second. Yeah? The actress that played Yvette also played someone called Connie Kowalski. In Die Hard with a Vengeance. She's one of the detectives, yeah. Yes! Yeah. Also in Wayne's World, which uh, had a part in uh, revitalizing... Uh, Queen? Queen. Yeah. Yeah. So the budget for this movie, Adam, $15 million. There is no box, there is no foreign box office gross. So you have to go off of the US gross only. Okay. $15 million was its budget. I feel like this would have been better overseas somehow. I'm sure it made money overseas. It just wasn't tracked. Okay. Is it 18? You're going to guess 18? No, is that what you said? Oh, the budget is 15. 15. At the box office. Yeah, I was Just in the U.S. Yeah. I know it bombed, but how bad did it bomb? I'll say 10. 14.6 million. Okay. Not too bad. Clue debuted in sixth place on the weekend of December 13th, 1985, with $2 million. Number one that week, we've done it in the past. We actually did it around the holidays. It was it was our Christmas episode. If I could change, you could change. <laughs> Everybody could change. Rocky right. Four. Rocky Four, very good. It was number one that week. I saw Creed, by the way, finally. What'd you think? That's fine. Oh, you didn't like it? That's fine. Avon Barksdale was in there. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I can't. I can't not see him now. <laughs> and uh, his chick is um, Charlotte Hale from Westworld. Oh, what? Yeah, that's that. That's the the deaf chick. That's Charlotte Hale. Huh? Yeah. And Michael B. Jordan was in The Wire too. He was Wallace. He's the kid who gets shot at the end of the first season. Oh, remember? Uh, yeah, remember? He's crying. He's like, "No, don't!" Yeah, and then, <laughs> Bodie. Bodie shoots him. <laughs> yeah, Bodie from the uh, from the Punisher movie. So two people from the Wire, <laughs> one people, one person from Westworld, and the and his mom was from Cosby Show. Right. Yeah, but that wasn't the that wasn't Apollo Creed's wife from the um, from the movies. Right. Yeah, it was the same house though. Same That's house. Cool. Same house, but different actress. Yeah. So you know how we have these uh, crazy box office mojo categories? Yeah. Uh-oh. You ready for this one? It's not board game? It's not board game. There's not a lot of board game movies. Okay. I oh, think yeah. there's only like three. All right. Um, according to Box Office Mojo, oh, boy. this is the 12th highest grossing film in the category. Films based on Hasbro properties. Oh, what? <laughs> films based on Hasbro properties. So it's not, so so this is not a board game. Is it like we're talking about magic then? No, there's no magic movie. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what number one is, and then you're gonna realize. Oh, okay. Let me let me pull up the full list of right. Hasbro properties. So Clue is twelfth on that list. Number one on this list of 
films based on Hasbro, Hasbro properties. properties. Number one. I'll read you the full 15 movie list. Okay. Number one. Now, remember, Hasbro owns board games and toys. Number one, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Number oh. two, Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Number right. three, Transformers. Number four, Transformers, Age of Extinction. Number five, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Number six, Transformers, The Last Night. Wait, wait, that was Bruce Willis one. No. Number seven is G.I. Joe, Retaliation, That's which is Bruce Willis, the Bruce Willis okay. and The Rock. Number eight, Battleship. Number nine, Ouija. That's the other board game movie. Ouija? Yeah, the Ouija movie. I don't... I don't remember that being a thing. Yeah, there was a Ouija movie where the they summon like spirits. Oh. Number 10, Ouija Origin of Evil, which is the prequel, which is actually really good. Yeah. It's actually really So the guy who made The Haunting of Hill House, he directed Ouija Origin. Of oh, Evil. that's the Netflix one right now? Uh-huh. Okay. Number 11, My Little Pony the movie. Number 12, <laughs> uh Clue. Number 13, My Little Pony again. Number 14, Transformers the movie, the animated movie. Okay. And number 15, Gem and the Holograms. All right. So based on Hasbro properties. Wow. Finally, Clue was the 57th highest grossing film of 1985. Number one that year. I cannot believe this. He was in this and the number one movie. Who's the president? Jerry Lewis? Number one was Back to the Future. Oh, all right. So Christopher Lloyd was in Clue and Back to the Future in the same year. Huh. My favorite joke in Back to the Future is I butchered the joke is uh, when he goes back in the 50s and he sees the young Doc Brown and he goes, All right, Mr. Future Man, who's the president in 1985? Oh, Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Ronald Reagan, the actor? Who's the vice president? Jerry Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite joke in the whole movie. <laughs> Where can you get all these Hasbro games at? Adam, you can buy all the Hasbro games. The holidays are coming. Yes, I'm sure you know kids who want a board game. Absolutely, get well. <laughs> uh, if you, there's <laughs> probably digital board games now that they can buy. Uh, but if you want an old school board game to do real things with your kid and spend quality time, uh, or even buy Clue, you mm-hmm. can do it on Amazon. But before you go to Amazon, go to our website first. Click on the banner. It takes you our, to the Amazon webpage. Anything you buy, we get a little percentage of. Very important during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. All the gifts you're buying, all the things you're buying for your house, mm-hmm. whatever. We get a percentage. Helps mm-hmm. support the show. Yes, sir. That's 1985's Clue, directed by Jonathan Lynn. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Production. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we'll watch it before any other requests. Next week, we are celebrating Maestro's birthday oh, with his birthday pick. Now, Does he have, did he pick it yet? He did. Oh, damn it, it. It's in the, the, the oh, drive. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, uh, his birthday pick. Now the birthday pick, it's a free, it's a freebie. It can yeah. be anything you want. Yeah. His pick, have you ever heard of this movie? I don't think so. 1994's Mixed Nuts. No. Adam. No idea. This is this takes place on Christmas Eve. It takes place around the holidays. So is that it right? is a timely okay. pick. Now, Adam, Uh-oh. I'm gonna tell you this. Okay. I've seen this movie several times. Oh no. This movie was on TV all the time. All right. I grew up really, really, really liking this movie. Oh. It's Steve Martin, Lee Shriver, who's Sabretooth. Yeah. Um, let me pull up the cast. Madeline Kahn, 
who okay. is Mrs. White in this movie. Right. She's also in this movie. Let me let me pull up the, the it, it it's a great cast. Steve Martin. I I I'm pretty sure this movie I don't know if you're gonna like it. Oh. I don't know why he's not here. I don't know why he picked this movie out of all of them. We you know the year? Nineteen ninety four. Okay. So it's Steve Martin, Madeline Kahn, who was um Mrs. White in yeah. this, Juliette Lewis, oh Rob Reiner. Leif Shriver, who was Sabretooth. Yeah. Rita Wilson, that's uh, Tom Hanks' wife. Right. Parker Posey, who's like in a ton of indie movies. Yes. John Stewart. John? St- he used to be an actor before. Yeah. yeah. He, but he's in like three or four movies. Yeah. Gary Shandling's in this. Oh, my goodness. Stephen Wright. Do you know who that is? The comedian? Yes. Super Steve's uh, on the Reservoir Dogs. He's the radio guy. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, Haley Joel Osment as a little, little, little kid. Oh, my goodness. And uh, who else is in here? Oh, I think, you know what? Now I remembered he was in this movie. I think Adam Sandler uh, is in this I movie. I was waiting for Adam Sandler to pop in. That's why. And let me tell you something. From what I remember from this movie, he's very Adam Sandler-y. Of course he is. Because his character plays a ukulele through the whole movie. Great. All right. His name's Louie. That's what I remember. Rita Wilson was like, uh, okay, Louie, put, put the guitar down. Oh, but I have a song for Steve Martin to play. Damn it. I was almost on board <laughs> thinking my should have been another solid. But he has a minor role. It's mainly Steve Martin and Madeline Kahn and Rita Wilson. Those uh, are the three main people. All right. Well, I, I can't get excited now. So, I was excited a second ago. And now it's... I just remembered that. <laughs> okay, Louie, put it down. Oh, He's got a new special out on uh, on the Netflix. I know it's called 100. percent That's so, his fu to the critics who make his movies rotten. I, I started watching it. What? Yeah, just because I was, I was curious. Because uh, we talked about it on the previous show that you did like his stand up. Yeah, didn't you? He, he he came in. Yeah, no, but he came into one of the comic shows that I I, I frequent, oh yeah that's right uh, to to do some testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the shots in in the special are from that same studio. Ah, I don't know if it was the same day I was there or not. I'll have to uh, go back to my pictures to find out what clothes he was wearing <laughs> when, when I took a picture with him. When he uh, when he was he Sandlery when he was doing the sets, N- not to the point where I was upset by it. Okay, the, the sets were good. I, I did enjoy his sets. The way the special is put together so far, it's it seems like there's a lot of editing. So mm-hmm. they they took out all the all the they, bad things. It's like here's one joke from this venue. Here's a joke from a different venue, <laughs> and it's like every joke it switches venues. It's okay, like, all right. So this is all just this is this is your best ofs over the past couple of years. Okay, now that pisses me off. Yeah, because if you watch like Bill Burr's Netflix special, that's him for a full ninety minutes. Yeah, same set, same outfit, same guy. Right. So that oh, that's lame. That has me very concerned that this. He's not. It's not. It's not a good thing. I'm telling you for the last time. He's Jerry's not. It's in, all there. He's not in L.A. Then they cut to him in New York. So the same stage every time. <laughs> That's not even stage. You don't cut to a different scene. <laughs> wow, I completely forgot he was in this movie. I think that's why he picked it to okay. spite you, right? Yeah, I was waiting for the spite, but then once you let read the rest of the crew, I'm like, all right, maybe this is a Tucker and Dale versus Evil type of situation where it's like, thanks, Maestro, I appreciate that. But now I see it. But if it makes you feel better, he's in a <laughs> minor role. All right. I, I guarantee it's going to overshadow. Do you like Steve Martin? I love Steve Martin. He's the lead. All right. So I, I even like Steve Martin in uh, Roseanne. Or uh, not Roseanne. Damn Rock, it. Roxanne? Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. Even that was fine. It yeah. was a silly movie. Uh-huh. But even that was fine. 
Very farcical. Very farcical. Mm-hmm. Very farcical. <laughs> oh my! But even that was fine. Oh, before we sign off, I I forgot to ask you about this. I obviously didn't ask you last week about the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because there's no way that takes place in our world. No. Could Clue take place in our world? A group of strangers meeting up, getting blackmailed, and the whole. Uh, the only thing that makes me not think so is is the way that they all got so used to the deaths. Oh, I think that would be traumatizing. Because mm-hmm. they're just normal people, it's, right? It's like a professor and a yeah, like a, a so, senator's wife. If, if if bodies start dropping, you're just gonna be like, huh? There's another body, I guess. That jokes, dude. <laughs> no, I'm that joke still cracked me up when I've seen it like the thirtieth time. When he opens the door and he goes. Wow, another. This is getting serious. The, yeah. the way he says it when he closes the door. But it doesn't need to. It's my world for me to enjoy it. Yeah, it's 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 it is it's farcical, but in uh-huh. in a, in a way that is fine. Okay, it's not, not even farcical. I, I would say just like maybe not a parody, but maybe commentary. I don't know. I don't know what to describe it as except for awesome. Okay, I think this might be outside of like. Like a really, really good movie. We like outside of like something like Science of the Lamb, something on that level. Yeah, I think this is might be the movie where we didn't really have a lot of goggle problems. No, this was pretty clean and straightforward. Uh, yeah, Every, everything holds up. Because even in like Science of the Lambs, we found like a thing or two, and that's a yeah flawless movie. Right. Yeah. Holy shit! I, I'm I, that's, yeah. I, that's a rarity, man. I, I don't know what to do. This is. I have a feeling this movie's going to win some spoilies. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know how your algorithm is going to play out this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get a lot of nominations for sure. <laughs> uh, as far as who wins, um, I'm sure Lady Blood Flight's going to win somehow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Signing off. Uh, watch Clue. Yes. Play the game. Watch Tim Curry things. Yeah, anything Tim Curry, I'm sure it'll be fine. Anything Tim Curry. And until next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Adam. Adam.